Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 4, Chapter 2, on the great goodness and love shown by God to man in this sacrament. The Learner. Trusting in your goodness, Lord, and your great mercy, I come in my sickness to him who can make me well. Hungered and athirst, I come to the fountain of life, a beggar to the king of heaven, a servant to his Lord, a creature to his creator, one lonely and sad to him who loves and consoles me. But what have I done to deserve that you should come to me? Who am I that you should make me a gift of yourself? Dare I, a sinner, appear before you? And do you forget your greatness and become to a sinner? You know this servant of yours. You know nothing good of him to make him deserve this gift at your hands. I do not hide my wretchedness. I acknowledge your goodness. I praise your kindness. I thank you for your overwhelming love. It is for your sake that you do this not of any merit of mine. It is to make your goodness better known to me, to bestow your love more fully upon me, to give me a more wondrous example of humility. Since then it pleases you to deal so with me, since you have commanded that that things should be so. It pleases me in my turn that you should so stoop to my lowliness, And I hope that my sinfulness may not stand as a barrier between us. O Jesus, sweetest, kindest, what great worship and thanksgiving we ought to show you, what never-ending praise in return for the gift of your holy body. There is not a man to be found able to unfold in words its wonderful power. But what shall my thoughts be as I make this communion of mine? as I draw near to my Lord. To worship him as I ought is beyond my power, and yet I long to receive him devoutly. What better thought can I have? What thought more profitable for my soul's health than this? To abase myself entirely before you and to praise your boundless goodness towards me. I praise you, O my God. I give you glory forever. Myself I look on with scorn and place at your feet in the depths of my nothingness. Look, Lord, you are the saint of all saints, and I but a filthy sinner. You bend down to me because I am not worthy to lift my gaze towards you. Yes, you come to me. You want to be with me. You invite me to your feast. You wish to give me heavenly food to eat, the bread of angels, your own self no less that living bread which came down from heaven and gives life to the world. See where love has its source. See how brightly shines this divine abasement. How deep should our thanks be, how sincere our praise for this your gift. It was indeed a device to heal and profit our souls when you brought this sacrament into being a sweet and joyous banquet indeed, in which you gave yourself to be our food. What wonderful things you do, Lord, how mighty your power is, how unfailing your truth, 
you gave the word and everything came into being. So it was with this sacrament because it was you who so gave command. How wonderful the thing it is, worthy of man's belief, yet exceeding the grasp of his mind that you, my Lord and my God, truly God and truly man, are wholly contained beneath the lowly shape of bread and wine, that you are eaten by him who receives you and yet not consumed. You, the Lord of all things who stand in need of nothing, have wished to live in our midst by means of this sacrament. Keep my heart and my body free from stain, so that with a glad and untroubled conscience I may take part more frequently in this mystery of yours. And may I receive to my eternal salvation this sacrament that you have blessed and devised to be for your own particular honor, your everlasting keepsake. Be glad, my soul. Thank God for leaving behind for you in this valley of tears so precious a gift as this is so matchless a comfort. For every time you consider this mystery and receive the body of Christ, you are furthering the work of your redemption and partaking in all the merits of Christ. There is never any lessening of the love Christ has for us, never a running dry of the stream of his pitiful intercession on our behalf. What you ought to do then is to prepare yourself each time for this sacrament by thinking of it afresh, by pondering with careful consideration the great mystery of salvation. Whenever you say mass or hear it, it ought to seem to you as great, as unexpected, and as joyful a thing as if that same day Christ had first come down into the virgin's womb and become man, as if he were hanging on the cross, suffering and dying for the salvation of men. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The end of tonight's reading, what does Thomas Akempis compare the Eucharist to? Well, he first compares it to the virgin's womb, to the incarnation itself, when Christ became man. And then he compares it to Christ hanging, suffering, and dying on the cross. And he says that we go to Mass, we should, it should seem to us, we should be joyful, as though we were there when he first became incarnate and when he was crucified. Now, why is this important? Because it's the same Christ who's in the Eucharist that was born the Virgin Mary. And how did Christ become incarnate? How did he become flesh in Mary's womb? Well, by the power of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, yes. But also by Mary's words, let it be done to me according to thy word. At that moment, through her words, the word became flesh. So it is in the Eucharist, when Holy Mother Church, the bride of Christ, speaks the words through her priest, this is my body. At that moment, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Christ becomes flesh on our altar. 
And because the bread becomes his body and the wine becomes his blood, and they're separate on the altar, we make present his sacrifice, his suffering, in which his body and blood were separated from each other. What the sacraments symbolize, they make present. So truly, we must realize that there at Mass, when the body of Christ comes down, it's as though we're there with Mary, the Annunciation. It's as though we're there with Mary at the cross. May she teach us to value this Eucharist as we should. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.